inspiration, be the embodiment of the change that you want to see in them, show them that it's real, show that it can happen. If you want your team to do social media, you show the fuck up on social media. If you want your team to raise their prices, raise your goddamn prices. Hi everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. For the past six years, we've been looking to partner with a booking system that would allow salons to provide station sharing options for hairdressers. What is station sharing? Imagine a system that allowed your staff to set their own schedule, change it whenever they want, and you as the salon owner would never have to worry about empty chairs ever again. We finally found our perfect match with Aura Salonware. Finally, salon owners can use our method of station sharing to maximize their profits and remove the micromanagement of their team's schedules. If you are interested in this type of profit maximization, visit rsalonware.com slash DTH to receive some discounts, promos, and a free iPad. Get started with Ara Salonware today. Who else has felt personally victimized by ripping color box tabs and saving them just to keep track of your back bar ordering? We all have, which is why we have partnered with SalonScale to make this process streamlined and simple. The SalonScale app will keep track of all of your color used, down to the last drop and give you a suggested color order list whenever you need it. No more underordering and no more overordering. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the salon scale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. So said so you actually brought up this topic because someone asked. I asked on Instagram, what the hell do you want to know about? Like, what do you want to hear about? on our podcast, like every blue moon, we do that. And someone said, and I'm, I'm assuming they're in our program or a student or something, or maybe they just want to know, maybe they listen to the podcast. Maybe we don't even know them, but I appreciated the question. And they said, how do you get your staff to, she said, conform, <laughs> like, how do, you get the, <laughs> how do you get the staff to just want to be a part of the DTH methods, basically? That's that's the question in a nutshell. How do you get people on board? How do you get people on board? How do you get your team when you've been doing it and the industry has been doing saloning this way for decades and decades and decades, and we've only made micro changes and now destroy the hairdressers over here like, no, we're going to flip it upside down. We're going to cause a little trouble and we're going to shake it up. And we're going to mix it in a bowl. And then when you bake that bowl, it comes out to be profitable for everybody. How do you well, get people think, on board about? <laughs> well, the first thing for salon owners, if you do have a team and we're talking about trying to get people on board with changes, especially with DTH changes, which are pretty significant. I think the first thing is understanding that you yourself have to fully embrace, understand the consciousness and the concepts that we teach, because you can't just say, okay, I love the idea of hourly pricing. So how do I get my team to do it? Mm -hmm. But you don't, but you're not fully grasping the concept (laughs) yourself. Yeah. So that's always the first step is getting the salon owner or the person in charge to really fall in love with the methods. You have to be in love with them for them to work, Mm -hmm. then to understand the consciousness behind them. And then we can get people on board. But 
I think a lot of salonners, but they try to bypass that mm-hmm. and they want their staff to just like do the next best thing or the next cool thing or the next trendy thing. And the staff's like, but you're not even doing it. Yeah. It's reactive. It's, yeah. a, it's a reactive response to needing change to happen. Like it's non-negotiable. Like you can feel it in the air of something's not right in the business, but instead of the salon owner taking responsibility, they, a lot of times they're like, how do I get my staff to change? And like you said, any salon out there, if you want your staff to change, you have to change. You have to fully take ownership of your business and say, this is my business. I've studied whatever change that I want to implement. I have embodied it on my own to make sure that I can implement it. I can teach it. I can guide. I can support. I can coach my team in this new adventure. And now we're going to do it. And your staff has two options. They do it. And they trust you and they ride the wave with you of change and growth and profitability, or they can't handle the change, which is also okay. And they leave. And they get the fuck out. That happens because, and that's the thing, salonors are so afraid of that happening, that they're willing to not have change. And what that does is it shrinks everybody in the space because someone's afraid to change. They're afraid to raise their prices. They're afraid to make movement. And so they become reactive and they become stagnant and they become unhappy and they, and then they start to lack in areas and then everyone's, it starts, it's like a disease. It just starts to spread. And the next thing you know, everyone's just fucking miserable when all it took was for everyone to get on board and be uncomfortable together. And I think that's the, that's the thing salonners aren't telling their team is that it's going to be uncomfortable, but we're in it together. I think that's the missing piece. And like you said, it's, the salon owner, it's, is the question, how can you get my team on board with me? Or is the question, how can I get my team on board with me? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people come to us and they're like, can you motivate my staff? Can you, can you explain to them why we should do this? But really, you know, then you ask the, the, per, the salon owner, but do you know why we're doing it? Do you, do you see why we're doing it? Because if you don't know why, there's no point in us trying to get your staff to understand it because you're not even there yet. So, I think, like I said, and like you said, getting the salon owner on board. And I think coaching, is, you know, the word coaching, what, what we should really call destroy the hairdresser is a study. Yeah. Like you have to study the methods to fully understand them because once you understand them, and I, we tell our team this all the time, like once you understand the methods, you can talk about them in any scenario, mm-hmm. from any angle, from any understanding. And if you can't do that yet, then you, then it's possible that you're not fully understanding what the methods are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing too. It's like, how can you say, whether it's anything, whether it's our methods or any other coaching program method or something you saw on TikTok, if you can't explain to your team when they have questions of why, well, why are we charging for time? Why am I raising my prices? Why are we taking retail off the shelves? How do I make more money then if, I, if, if we don't have product inside? Why do I only get this commission? Why this? Why do I have to share a station? Why do I have not have to share a station? Whatever the hell the why is, you need to be able to answer it. And it can't just be like, it's my goddamn business. That's oh why. Oh my God, that's, that's my so old school. Right? But Y'all have trauma from that. The reality is just explaining to them the consciousness of why you decided as a business owner to make that switch and how your business is shifting. And I think 
you know, a lot of our destroy the hairdresser salons, they're telling their team from the minute they start that things are going to change all the time because the salon owner is committed to growth and movement. And that can be scary. Um, change can be scary to someone that isn't able to take it on. But I think if you have found a way to support your team and coach your team, like we said, it'll be effortless. They feel safe in your hands that you're going to make the best decision for them and the business. Well, you said something that I think is really important, which is if you can't answer the why, then you probably shouldn't be implementing it yet. Mm -hmm. But also your job isn't to convince your team that it's the right thing. So answering a question and convincing someone, not the same thing. Mm -mm. So if someone says, well, why do I only get this commission? You can explain why. If you can explain why, you should explain why. There should be transparency. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that should, I mean, honestly, to be honest, that should have been explained when they were hired. But if you're explaining that to someone, you got to be careful that you're not trying to convince them that that's the right thing and the best thing. We're not in the business of convincing people that our methods are the best. We're not doing that. We're, we're just sharing how our methods work. And if you like them, you apply them. And if you apply them, you can explain them to your staff, but that doesn't mean you're convincing the staff that it's this way and there's no other way. And I think that's a weird salon. Well, it's probably not the salons, but in our industry, it's always like, well, I do this. So this is how we do it. There's no other way. And I do this method and I do that. And it's like, it's not really about which method is the best. It's about which one works for you and which one can you explain and which one do you fully grasp and understand? Because if you don't fully grasp and understand it, I don't know how the team's going to get on board. Yeah. And it's about doing what you want for your business. You're the, you're the slaughterer. You take the biggest risk. So if you want to have and create you're a culture. Yeah. You're exactly. the Carrie Bradshaw. You are. Yeah. Of this show. And that's your main, main character energy. You have to take it on. <laughs> and I think that's the part that, not everybody is willing to take on that persona and really own it. And I I think when it comes to staff, it's also okay for your staff to not want to be a part of your changes. That's not a bad thing. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, we raised our prices and I made my team raise my prices. And then, you know, two people left. Okay. That's okay. They didn't want to grow. (laughs) They didn't want to make more money, you know? And again, I always ask this question, what's the alternative? that you didn't make the change and they stayed. That's a toxic relationship. That's like staying in a marriage that is just lifeless and abusive and harmful just because it's it's easier than not changing. Right. What was my mind? Well, what's funny too is that like, and I've seen this happen a lot, unfortunately, where a salon owner will make a decision based on what the staff wants and that staff isn't there for more than three months. Mm-hmm. And now the salon owner is left with a system or a practice or a habit they put in place for us, for their staff mm-hmm. who is no longer there. And now it doesn't work. And now they're afraid to change it because if they change it, then their staff's going to think they change things mm-hmm. too much. That whole, like, oh my I, God, that's a summary changes cycle spiral. at once. <laughs> yeah. And like the idea that people are like, it's too many changes at once. I get that. I get there can be a lot of changes at once, but I got to be honest, we're all kind of living in a world that changes every five seconds. Hello. So I'm not so I'm not really sure what this it's too many changes at once means. Like mm-hmm. that's like saying, well, I tried CPR on the guy, but it didn't work. But I don't want to try something else that's too many tries. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like we're trying to save this person's life. If we're trying to save your business's life, there aren't too many changes or too many tries of something new. So we gotta get out of that. Like 
I don't want to like upset my staff. I don't know what that. <laughs> Can you hear that? Mm-mm. No. No. So my my dishwasher plays a song, oh. which is about three minutes long. <laughs> Mine does too. I'm like, like, are you are done you... in there? It's like three minutes long to let me know that it's oh, that it's it's still going. <laughs> I finished the dishes. Yeah, I am so great. Yeah, that's literally. I actually googled what the song was, and it's like some German orchestra. I don't know. It's something very old school and it's very German and they don't know why that's the song, basically. But it's the song. It's probably some propaganda. It's like, you don't need to tell me the dishes are done. I'll get to them. I'll get to it. (laughs) Like, I'm the one that washed them. I hit the button. What do you want from me? I know I I gotta get them out. And there's no, like, turn off the music button. No. So. This podcast has taken it. See? (laughs) We've adapted to change. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we do, right? That's just how it goes. But to get your team on board, the secret, which is not really a secret, but the the thing that no one's willing to do is that you as the salon owner need to fully believe in something, fully understand it, know how to talk about it, know how to implement it, and definitely have done it yourself before you ask the staff to do anything crazy. And then not only they're going to get on board with you, they're going to look at you as someone who knows what they're doing. Not because you made all the right decisions, but because you made decisions wholeheartedly. And I think that's what people look like, look for in leadership. At least that's what I look for in leadership. I don't care if you made the wrong decision. Just I need you to, when you make a decision, it's the decision that you believe in, that you understand. Well, isn't that the point of taking risks and making decisions? Sometimes you don't know something's not going to work until you try it. So it's like, that's why it's so important. Like we have implemented stuff in our business and then we talk to our team. We're like, it didn't work the way we thought it would. So we're actually not going to do it anymore. But there's communication, there's transparency, there's collaboration, there's there's all this happening together. And I think, you know, salon owners, stop trying to get your team on board. Stop trying to manipulate and trick and, you know, there's motivate. no motivate. There's a secret. Let me get them on board. Be the inspiration, be the embodiment of the change that you want to see in them. Show them that it's real. Show that it can happen. If you want your team to do social media, you show the fuck up on social media. If you want your team to raise their prices, raise your goddamn prices. Like I think that's what what we're missing as leaders is you have to embody all these things. You have to show and prove that it works. It's not easy. And that, yeah, you have to go through the pain before they want to go through the pain with you. It's like when your parents told you to do something, but they didn't do it. And you're mm-hmm. like, fuck you. You jackass. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb baby. Do as I say, not as I do. That's what they used to say. That's what parents say. Listen, our staff comes to it. Our coaches who are used to disruption, they're used to shaking things up and change. They still come to us like there's a lot going on. Yeah. Talk to and me. And it's like, yeah, we'll get a coach let's talk about it. it. Let's talk about it. There is a lot going on all the time. Or... There's a lot of changes or I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this. Okay, cool. Let's, we can talk about it. I, and you know, me and Sid aren't going to make changes to our business just because someone's uncomfortable, but we'll talk about it mm-hmm. because we can answer it. We can I answer am the going questions. to clarify. I'm going to educate. I'm going to coach. Right. I'm going to get to the root of why this is scary. That is being a good leader of like, that's, you know, sometimes it's okay to hold someone's hand. It's like, okay, I'm holding your hand. We're going to talk about this. It's happening regardless. <laughs> and then it gets too sweaty and you go, okay, let go. Let go. I need Botox in my fingertips. Yeah. And I don't need to wash my hands. <laughs> I feel like that's a gay thing. What? Like. Sweaty hands? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just me. All the gays have sweaty hands. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. 
I've never had a girlfriend that didn't. <laughs> so, so it's a so it's a lesbian. Yeah, maybe that's. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, on that note, um, I'm stopping the recording. <laughs> Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. The reason that we invented Destroy the Hairdresser the way we did and the way that we structured it the way that we did was so people could get the support and have their questions answered and have a space to brainstorm and have a place to talk shop so that you don't unload this on your family, your friends, and your partners at home because it's not really appropriate to do that. 